0: Welcome to Wanja City. My name is Wanja City. You are now on board a Wanja City tour dubbed the Action Tour. On this tour, we will take a trip through the letter by dream in the New Testament. It is action packed, hence the title. So buckle up for the ride and get ready for some action. Once again, you are in Wanja City, where we have more than audacity. We are Wanja City. If there are people who are generally unimpressed by your standing in society, It has got to be your siblings, very few to zero chills, don't care. You go ahead and be an astronaut, go to the moon, be the best and the brightest and the greatest, do all that. Yes, they are your family and they are very proud of your achievements as they should be. They can and must be your first and loudest cheerleaders, but your siblings, those sisters and brothers you grew up with, they know all manner of embarrassing details about you. These people don't care about the image you're trying to project. If it's inconsistent with what they know about you, you can be your owner, professor, all very impressive to the world. Mm. To your siblings, not so much. While they will recognize and be very proud of your achievements, they know you too well to let that be the standard by which they use to view you. They know things about you that you've probably told no one else. And if so, these are the people you should really rely on to not let your head get too big. In normal circumstances, of course I realize there are exceptions. So your siblings, there's even now a whole sibling day or brothers and sisters day to celebrate these special people. They, they are also likely the least fooled by your antiques. They are not here for your shenanigans. Now, if character is who you are when no one is watching you, then trust that the people who grew up with you know it well. At least what you are when you are growing up together. The words you speak and actions you do, they better match up. They better match up. This is partly why the book of James is interesting to me. The author is James. Side note, there are about four Jameses mentioned as possible authors, but the one most accepted is James, the brother of Jesus. Well, half-brother, because Jesus' father was, still is God. His brothers and sisters had Joseph the carpenter for a father, but they grew up together in the same house, same mother and father or stepfather in the same house. If you've read some portions of Gospels, it seems that these siblings did not really understand Jesus' ministry or his claims to be God's son. (laughs) Can you blame them? You grew up with someone as a brother who claims to have God as the father. I don't blame James and the rest of them. I really don't. However, it seems that after Jesus' resurrection, the fog cleared from James's eyes, and he had an encounter with the resurrected Jesus, where all that doubt was cleared. Now James could clearly see his brother anew as who he claimed, who he had always claimed to be, the son of God. As an aside, let me note that there is room for people that have known you all their lives or all your life in the past to see you in a fresh light, to know you are fresh. You see, familiarity, it breeds content. That's true. But we grow. We learn. We see better. We understand better without our prejudices clouding our judgment. So leave room for people to grow to see what you've always known about yourself. Anyway. James, James comes around and was even able to be head of the church. He was made head of the church, probably because he was Jesus' brother. You see, there are benefits and burdens of having a successful sibling. As you've by now noticed, I'm going with a school that says James, the half-brother of Jesus, authored the letter of James to the 12 tribes scattered around the nation. You will want to remember this, that brotherly bond forged during their growing up days, as it rubber stamps, Jesus is earthly character. To me, James is big on faith evidenced by action. That's how I summarised summarize this letter. Faith and actions go hand in hand. And coming from someone who grew up with Jesus, I would like to think that if his brother makes faith and action his message, he probably saw it modeled firsthand from his big brother. More validation for Jesus. You see, if your sibling approves your character, if your sibling approves your message, all the more reason to believe your words, your faith, your action. Because, as we will hear, according to James, faith without action is dead. This is the first episode of the Action series. I've subdivided it as follows. Episode 1, which will look at James 1, to 1-18, is titled Trials, Temptations, and Treats. Episode 2, James 1, to three eighteen, The Tongue. Episode 3, James 4, Today and Tomorrow. And Episode 4, James 5, Trust. T-T-T-T-T, all T's. P.S. I read somewhere that James has been called the Proverbs of the New Testament. A proverb. Pro as in for and verb as in action. Proverb for action. You'll see how. Come along. Episode 1. A. Trials, Temptations, and Treats. James begins by telling us that we should consider it pure joy whenever we face trials of many kinds. Why? To mature us to completion. How? By testing our faith to develop perseverance. Hey, what a concept. What a concept. Rejoice in trials and tests. He also adds that if you lack wisdom, you should ask God for it because he gives it generously to all who ask, as long as you don't doubt. Question. Is this to say that wisdom has something to do with trials? Like, does it help? What is wisdom's relation to trials? And of trials, James continues to say that you are blessed to persevere under trial. How? Because when you have stood the test, you get a crown. The crown of life promised by God to all those who love him. (laughs) Hold up. These tests and trials, which are used interchangeably, how are they related to loving God? Is James saying that their trials are come to God's loved ones? That's what it seems to me to be saying. I mean... Because that's the way to get the promised crown of life and the blessed for perseverance. But remember that James is saying some very countercultural things here: rejoice, blessed, love God, and then connecting those to trials and tests. Hey, hey, let's continue. B, temptations. From verse 13 to 15, he now talks about temptations, which are to be distinguished from trials and tests. How do I get that? Because James tells us that God, one, cannot be tempted by evil, and two, does not tempt anyone. That no one should say that God is tempting him when tempted. So who should we blame for all these temptations? What? Or who is the source of the temptations? Yourself. That's right. Each one is tempted when by their own evil desire they are dragged away and enticed, says James in the NIV. Your own desire causes you to be tempted to sin. And if you let it mature, it leads to death. Hush. See, treats. But God is so good. He is a good father who loves to give his children what I'm calling treats. We are told in verse 17, and I quote, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He is not shifty. We know who the shifty character is. God chooses to give us birth through the word of truth to be a kind of first fruit of all his creation. What have we said? Let's summarize. In Trials and Tests, Rejoice pure joy (laughs) in temptations watch yourself treats anyone look up to the further above t-t-t-t in trials and tests and temptations and treats and that's the first episode of the action series thank you for joining me in this first episode of the action tour. Let's meet in the next episode, right here on Wanja where we have more than audacity. Remember, a city on a hill cannot be hidden. So go forth and shine.